Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. Hello, listeners. This is Kevin James Doyle of The Bradshaw Boys, and I am going on tour with a show called The 30-Year-Old Virgin. It's an hour of stand-up and storytelling that I've been working on for the past year, and I'm very proud of it. It is uh, about how I grew up in a Christian home. I was saving sex for marriage. I got engaged. I called off my engagement a month before I was supposed to be married, and I woke up in New York City, a 30-year-old virgin. One review said, Kevin's a natural storyteller, a wildly funny and dynamic journey. Ooh, sounds pretty good. 4.5 out of 5 stars? 10 out of 10, another one said? Nonstop hour I wished would have gone longer? Wow. I'll be in Pittsburgh September 6th and 7th, Columbus September 12th, uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina September 13th, September 16th I'll be in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and Little Rock, Arkansas September 19th and 20th, and New York City on October 1st. If you live anywhere close to any of those places, please come out and say hi. Tickets are only like 12 bucks at most of those venues, and I guarantee you, you will enjoy it. Thank you very much. Enjoy the episode. listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even the Cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex in the City for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan, <laughs> and I flub that. I'm John Sieber. I'm happy to be here. And I'm Kevin James Doyle, and I'm happy to be here as well with our guest. Very special guest tonight. So special. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Katie Sieber. Hi, everyone. Tell us some things about Katie. Well, first, <laughs> first of all, Katie, her main credit is she is an actress and performer yes. around New York City yes. in America's Sweethearts, which is a singing group. That is true. She's also the voice of the Bradshaw Boys. That's right. Give I us- would say that is my highest credit, <laughs> the thing I am most proud of. And also, she's having a tryst with one of the Bradshaw Boys. Uh-oh. Oh, which oh, one no. is it? Who is it? She's married to John, but I heard she's having a twist with Corey. I don't know. I I was I was I didn't know that was going to come out. That's why I flubbed the intro. <laughs> oh. Nervous. Oh my gosh, my heart, my my little heart skipped a beat. That's right. Uh, but no, you're you're John's John's lovely wife and the voice of the Bradshaw Boys. It's awesome. Yeah. Anytime, if you're listening to this podcast right now, anytime. At the beginning, or when we go away to watch the episode, you hear Katie's voice every single time. Katie, give us a let's let's get back to the boys. And now back to the boys. All right, wow! But we're still here. But we're still here. <laughs> <laughs> still, I know. And we never left. I know you guys now, don't. You're. I mean, John knows this, but because we knew this from the beginning. But you're like mega super fan. I'm a Huge. pretty big Sex and the City fan. Mm-hmm. I have to say that I kind of feel like this podcast is for me personally. <laughs> Why is um, that? Well, because it's just my husband and two of my friends just sitting and recapping my absolute favorite show. <laughs> I, you know, have been known a couple times while listening to it to definitely talk back to you guys. Of course, you can never hear me. What's one of the things you say? Well, I definitely, well, I have to say at the live show, the Capote Duncan thing, Uh I was definitely like, that is not true! And screamed it, but, you know, nobody heard me. But (laughs) it's okay. Um, No, I love 
the show. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. And I'm so excited I get to be a guest. <laughs> We're well, glad to have you. When did you start watching Sex and the City? Um, so I started watching Sex and the City in college. Um, it was already out, but I would watch it on TBS or whatever. And then I started getting the DVD. Okay. So then I saw like the more X-rated version and I was like, ooh. Oh, well, (laughs) but I would always watch it. And, um, you know, I was like very interested in New York city. And also I think I just, my favorite part about the show is that the female friendships are just so strong and that Mm. they always just loved each other so much and always had each other's backs. And like, no matter what, even if they had fights, arguments, they were always just still super good friends. And you've told me before that Sex and the City has been a friend to you when you <laughs> when you travel places. It sometimes. truly has. Um, so I, as Kevin said, I am an actor and have traveled all over the country, working at different theaters and going on tour. And there's always like the first night you get to a contract is just the worst. It's icky and you've like met everybody, but you don't really remember their names and you're so nervous about starting tomorrow, but you're also excited and you like get your room all set up. And I just always would watch sex in the city because i'd be like well i'm gonna i don't have any friends yet so i'm just gonna watch my girlfriend there's That's familiarity i heard yeah. uh there was like a study about it or maybe just like a cultural little essay but it's true that it's like with the advent of television seeing like movie stars you're seeing people on the silver screen with a bunch of people but then people that you know from television it's like they're in your home and then mm-hmm. you spend hours with them and so when you see like James Gandolfini from The Sopranos or something. It's not like, oh my gosh, the guy from the mob movie. It's like, oh yeah, that's like, that's my neighbor. That's, that's my, my guy. Mm, that's that's like, Soprano. He's in my home. So yeah, so I... Um, and then he shoots you in the back of the head. And- <laughs> you fucking gobble gold. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so it seems like, I feel like, what are our other guests? I think Versha Sharma mentioned one of the same things of like basically them being friends and mm-hmm. when she traveled and she would like go back to the characters regularly. Well, and it always was a way to kind of make friends too. Cause I'd mm. be like, Oh, I think I might just like watch some sex in the city. And well, that's how I, somebody who wants to watch. I started watching it because I dated a girl who was also a musical theater actress and her and her roommate, they had watch it on tour all the time. Mm-hmm. And so she had the DVDs at her apartment. And then I started watching it at her apartment and then I was hooked. And, and then I met fan. these guys. Is there any, are there any musicals? along the show do they ever go to a musical or you know what they did go to samantha goes to one called cats but it's really pussies (laughs) (laughs) i was like where's he going with this i'm interested um they do go i think it's in the fifth season they go to like a broadway review but they definitely like mock it a lot and are Mm -hmm. like oh Oh. why am i here which which you know what really sjp would never do because she was also a broadway girl Mm -hmm. married to a broadway guy Mm -hmm. she loves theater broadway what was she what was sarah jessica parker in um she was an annie really oh yeah did she, she play Annie? Daddy Warbucks? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did she put on a ball cap? Daddy Warbucks. Um, and then she was also Once Upon a Mattress. I think oh, she's wow. done a couple Did other. She, has she done anything for a while? I don't think so. I mean, she's been primarily on movies and television, but yeah, yeah you should look her up. She's in this, like, she's interviewed in this great documentary um, called Life After Tomorrow that's all about. Um, like the orphans and everybody that was in Annie Mm. and she like actually gives some great interviews, but that in itself is a great documentary to watch. If you want to see, yeah. If you want to see some people that really never moved on, interesting, like themselves as like 10. Oh, anyway, it's interesting. She talks about it, but yeah, Um, it'd be interesting to look at their both icons, Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm -hmm. But then when you think about how much money she probably made from sex and city, it'd be really interesting to just see how much money they're both pulling in separately. Oh yeah. Because Matthew Broderick's been doing like theater, making like 50 cents (laughs) compared to, right. Well, but I mean, he had money from older stuff. But when you think about compared to like TV money, right. Um, do, was there any part of sex and the city, uh, watching it before you moved to New York that inspired you to make the move or something that you were excited about? I think like just going out to bars and like drinking like fancy drinks. And I just think also, you know, like walking, I love when they're like always walking around through the city, having conversations. Yeah. I don't feel like that's necessarily always, at least that's not the life I live. Cause I feel like when I'm walking through New York, I'm just like running to get somewhere and <laughs> yeah. like 
trying to avoid different things and trying to get on the subway because then the next one won't come for 20 minutes. And check but, your bank account before you get a cab because you're right, like, can you're I like, afford I this? Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think just the city itself, like that is like you guys have said, the fifth character yeah. in the show. And I just think it makes it seem so alluring. And I, New York City has definitely lived up to that allure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that they do a lot of, they do a lot of the like, walking around talking. I feel like I only do that on like Sunday afternoons with people right, when I have leading, like a free afternoon. They seem to do it all the time. They're leading a very like leisurely life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially like Miranda. Like why is she walking around like getting a fro yo in the middle yeah. of the day? But, she should be stressed out about corporate law. Come on, get back to your job. <laughs> I know. Do you have a favorite, do you have a favorite character or the one you relate to the most? Um, I mean, I think like it is funny that nowadays people are like, everyone should want to be, Miranda, I mean, I think like these women are written to be such archetypes of certain characters. And right. So I think there's definitely pieces of me within all the girls. I mean, I think they're definitely. Um, and as you guys are learning, like Carrie, you love her, but she's also kind of the worst mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But I mean, I think I've seen myself in her as well. But um, yeah, I think all, all the different characters, there's just something of you in all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Matt Whitaker said when yeah. he was when he was going by and like every kind of along the same line. Every time there's four people that you're a uh, oh yeah you size them up you size them up. Yeah. But I guess I guess you what you're saying is not that in every four people there's a specific character that inside all of us we have a little bit of yeah, everyone. Like interesting. I would say that I have some Charlotte moments mm-hmm. and some Miranda moments and even some Samantha moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before we met, Katie was actually engaged to a Hasidic Jewel, a Jew named Shmuel. Oh. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> that would have been a Charlotte oh, moment. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I love um, my life. The uh, you guys have a pretty good cab story. Your first date cab story. Can you share that? Oh, when, uh, after we first after we first uh, started dating, yeah, yeah. Can you? Sh- this is a. Pretty, it was after our first night after out. After our first date, like yeah. this is such a good um, like. Yeah, first, it's such a good New York and good dating story. So we imagine been on... if this happened in the show. What character would you be? <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, oh, Charlotte. Okay, you're Charlotte. 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 Is there a character Charlotte. that's 45 minutes late to their first that date? Is, that's not true. It's okay. Not true. Okay. It's ten minutes. And okay. You need to get I feel like that one. would be Carrie. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Carrie would, but I wasn't. But you know what? You can believe what you choose to believe. You seem to be interested in me, regardless. <laughs> and you, can, you can believe what you choose to believe to your grave, John, because yeah. it's till death do us part. It's true. Um. So we like went on this great first date and had some drinks. Do you and, remember where? Um, yeah, the Dove, the Dove Parlor and the, oh, the e, rest uh, in peace. Yeah, not there no anymore. We're not we East Village. West Village. Village. Um, nights that it yeah. was there. You wow. guys told me you went to Club Chaos. We did. And then Ballsack. It, oh, was, it was insane. Night. Ball sex in the city dreams. <laughs> so coming true. Um, no, we went to the Dove. We had a great date. Um, our date started off by us talking about bed bugs because we had met through a family that uh, had bed bugs. So it was really Oof. a great like, yeah, icebreaker. Nice I was like, both of us might have bed bugs. Yeah. We did not. I started itching everywhere we immediately. Panicked, oh, but it's a great icebreaker. So uh, there you go. Um, but then that, you know, like I got a cab and John was like, okay, this was so much fun. And we agreed to see each other. And then I got home and was like trying to pay for the cab. And the cab driver turned around and just looked at me and like threw his hands up in the air and was like, that nice man, he paid for your cab. <laughs> I screamed it like I won the lottery, and, and I didn't realize it, but I had. Aww. And you're like, do I recognize That's this guy? He's like, I was from the anal scene. That's me. <laughs> it's like, I'm always driving the cab. I'm always yeah. driving the cab when I have to turn around and react to someone. That's such a baller date move. It really, yeah. Little, it I mean, and if you guys only knew the size of my bank account at the time, I, that was probably <laughs> half the money that I had. And the was was not cheap. That no. seems like not a real cheap. Steve move. That well, seems like something Steve know. would do. But yeah, we lived on opposite ends of the city. She was in uh, a story and I was in Brooklyn. So it was like oh, a true long a, distance relationship. Mm-hmm. That isn't, ins- that's, that's, that's also not a cheap cab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. We're very, yeah, how much was cab? 45 probably? Yeah, I think no, I came like 50 bucks. Our, our date wasn't in Brooklyn. No, we are, we are, we, our first date was in the village, but she was going back to Astoria. It's probably like 20, I think, $22. It was at least like 20 something. I think I gave him 40 or 50 bucks. Cow I don't remember. Baller. I wanted to make sure. 
Because it would have been, like, been as smooth if he like got back there and he's like, the guy tried to pay for your cab, but you still <laughs> owe me $13.14. He seems oh like a really He seems guy. like a good guy. He's like, cut him some slack on this think, one. Yeah, he seems nice. He's not good at math. Maybe his, his bank account just isn't as beefed <laughs> up as you would hope. It's worth a second date. Yeah. It's worth a second date. Come on. Is there is there any place they go to on the show that you have gone to? Like restaurants or anything? Oh, that's a... You know what? Mm, I can't think of anything off the top of my okay. head. Um, I'm, I don't think so. I mean, I feel like it's more so just you recognize like the outdoor yeah, yeah. shots or, mm-hmm. you know, and so much has changed even you, in the city. You said you lived in Astoria. Do they ever go to Astoria? <laughs> I know they go I to Brooklyn later like, and it's like well, a huge deal. Brooklyn. Yeah. And they're like, cabs don't even go to Brooklyn. Right. They are in Astoria the entire time they film interiors. Well, yeah, they're, Steve, they're at Silvercom Studios. Steve is from Queens. <laughs> what, what's the show? It's called, called Games People Play. It's episode 13, Games okay. People Play. That's what episode we're watching. And uh, and we have some questions from our fans to answer after the show right. from the Instagram. So Liz Darun said, I hope your next episode, you have a female guest. The next episode is good, a good one. And I'd be really interested to see it from a male versus female perspective. Katie, it's all on your shoulders. On you. And that's I'm why on it, this is going to be perfect. I'm ready. All right. Please, all right. I've been counting the days. Right. <laughs> I got to talk about my favorite show. All Let's right. Awesome. Let's go watch it. Katie, can you uh, read us, us the description? Well, it's already recorded. <laughs> The All boys right. are leaving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Episode 25. Games People Play. Carrie starts going to therapy after obsessing about Big for too long. Offended by the diagnosis of dating men who are wrong for her, she dates cute fellow patient Seth, a guy who loses interest in women after sleeping with them. Miranda plays peekaboo with her cute across-the-airshaft neighbor, And Samantha dates a sports fanatic whose mood depends on who won the game that night. And now, back to the boys. Hey, all you true crime fans. This is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morphe. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. And we're back. Welcome back, everyone. Games people play. Katie, thanks for saying and now back to the boys oh you're welcome yeah it was My really pleasure. nice to hear we didn't hear voice. live but it, it's on there no i'm always in the corner doing it <laughs> she's always here this is the first time we've let her speak for an entire episode so kind thanks so games people play games people play fitting fitting description for an episode where kevin katie and myself are in the room because we're closely related to to games we've talked about this in the past but we, the three of us are all very closely uh, connected to the game chess as we all make a living from it. That's yeah. true. That's true. And mm-hmm. can we, that is a good segue to talk about where we're recording this from. Yes. We're we, here in the Hamptons. We are it's out in the Hamptons. That's, That's right. right. Every Hamptons. summer we take some chess tutors and we uh, go out to the Hamptons and work with our clients up here. So we are recording in uh, Katie and I's bedroom uh, right now. <laughs> Uh, Corey is our producer tonight, right. and we are uh, bringing you live from the Hamptons. Seltzer King yeah, Studios is first, mobile. It's our first uh, on on the road pod. That's, That's right. right, and it just happens to be in the luxurious Hamptons. Oh my god! Absolutely, We're in, in the, the chess house. Here. There in is the a chess house. Corey the, and I are sleeping in the basement. On John, the air <laughs> That's right. It's Ke- the Hamptons life. Kevin yeah. and I are on air mattresses in uh, what I refer to as the saw basement today. Oh, it's oh, not. It's, yeah, it's, it's very it's scary. Terrifying. It's completely unfinished in there. You just hear water run through the pipes every yeah, couple minutes. Uh, I don't even do laundry until John comes up on Thursdays because I can't go down there. You can't handle going down and when there. She's, and when she's alone, she locks the door to the basement. Like whenever I'm not here, that basement door is always locked. The home alone. The home alone. The yeah, furnace that speaks to you. But yes, the door it locks <laughs> from the, the outside. There's like it's so creepy. I did Not get up to go to the bathroom last night, and I oh. had to, the only way to get up, you know, the only way to go because it's just one bright fluorescent light is just use your phone light. Yeah, and the whole time walking up those creaky stairs, I just kept thinking about the movie Hereditary. Yeah, and it was. Oh. Just, and you and know, if you like shine your light over a tiny bit, you're just gonna see something. Yeah, you're just gonna you see. Don't want to see. Yeah, you gotta just keep. You gotta keep it straight ahead. You don't want to go side to side at all. You will see something crying in the corner. Completely. Oh, stop. Well, Okay. Also, I do have to call out Corey because this morning I went to go get some muffins and then Corey was standing there, just coffee, 
with his dick out. Classic, classic, Hampton's classic Hampton's move. That's exactly what I know, happens. And I was yeah. like, pepper, big the pe- pepper, big pepper, was like, big pepper Kevin, mill. I thought you were gonna get the good muffins. <laughs> well, the good muffins. Um, I was hoping that uh, people. So uh, I do have to say, our fans okay. have, have been excited for us to see this. Okay. Um, the uh, uh, Liz Deroy, and I read her thing earlier. She said, "What did you guys think of Carrie's therapist?" Ooh, Mrs. And G, Doctor G, Doctor G. We need, we need to talk about her. And when she wrote that yesterday, I was like, "Oh, Carrie's therapist must be John Bon Jovi." It's not. No, nope. but John Bon Jovi. And then someone else, someone else said. Uh, Someone else said, uh, who gave love a bad name? And at the time, I didn't get it. Wow. Oh, I get it you now. You get it now. Oh, oh shot wait, to was the that heart. A, bon, uh, a John Bon Jovi song? Who gave yeah. love a bad uh, name? Bad name. Oh. That's, why, that's why I said when he walked into the therapist's office, I was like, he's going to get some bad medicine. Because that's Gee. another John bon, jo- or bon Jovi song. <laughs> That was a remix. Oh, perfect. That was a mashup of John Bon Jovi and the Sex and the City. Do you think he he demanded that they play use his song in the episode if he was going to star in it? Is that how that works? I don't think they did. I don't think they used it. Oh, I thought his song was in the intro when she was cleaning her room out. You know what I think would have been awesome? What song was that? No, that was a that was I will survive. survive. Yeah, you're right. I'm I'm I did a bad job there. Um, I do think it would have been awesome if she would have been like, "This is a little spoiler before John's uh, before you give the recap." But when she's like, "What's your problem?" If he just rolled over to and goes. I'm wanted, <laughs> dead or alive. And that's how the thing ended. That could have been what happened in Dr. G and, and John Bon Jovi's uh, therapy sessions. Who knows? I want to steal a horse I, I will say, this is, first of all, John Bon Jovi, there's, there's no need to cross over. So brave for doing it and, and attempting it. He he did a good job. He did a good job he acting. He did a good job. And the, there was... I feel like there's something with film acting when it's just like, just don't do anything. Just be yourself. Right. And I think. That's kind of just what he did. That's kind of what he did. And to the point where the first one was just like, hey. Can you give me my car? (laughs) And it was like, it was like, someone gave him that advice. Just don't do anything. He's like, like barely, nothing. Don't even talk. (laughs) Just not. Barely open your mouth. They're like, yeah. But he definitely had some fuck energy. So I was not surprised that he had. What do you mean by that? I think like the second he saw her, it wasn't like I want to get dinner. It was oh, like, okay. I okay. can't wait until I throw you in the trash oh, barrel yeah. of the women behind. You know what I mean? Got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Doctor G. But so. his booty was looking cute in those jeans. There oh wow! Kind of a, That's why I'm glad we have you on. Yeah, there was kind of like a shot where I was like, "Oh, look at that booty Ooh. in those tight jeans." <laughs> John I liked Bond. it. Do you want to do the rundown of the series and then we can get? Yeah, the, I mean, it was pretty serious. It was yeah, yeah. So we're gonna start with a girl moving from England to the city for the first time. <laughs> That's what happened with a lot of trunks in the back of a yeah. cab. Uh, we also meet Miranda at a deli line. No, uh, this one was called games. People play and it was pretty. I mean, it was pretty simple. Uh, Carrie and big obviously had just broken up and she wouldn't shut up about it, about her relationship until of course, Samantha had to kickstart the intervention. Uh, so Carrie goes and sees Dr. G and they all kind of uh, have some sort of game theme uh, situation related to their uh, story arc, except we need to talk about this. Charlotte, on the yeah. description, it says Charlotte joins a bridge club to meet a man. Which would make that sense because that's games that people are playing. Not bridge. in the episode. Well, when we were about to watch the episode, I read the opening thing and I was like, I do not remember that. Yeah. Part. So yeah. if anyone knows anything about that, I'd love to hear why that got cut, how that got like, what, what's that all? What, what, what happened? Kristen and, Davis, and tell us what happened. I mean, that's it's like a multi-million maybe billion dollar property and they don't have someone just like going over the episode summaries when they're i know you know what i mean it's it's, right, it's, it's like wild mistakes like that still get well, put out there yeah then it makes you realize that you're like there's probably someone at hbo that's like hey can we get someone to do this to put this up on amazon and it's like someone who i don't know who is that who has that job because that was he's probably IM- fixing the printer or something like that that was on the imdb one too that's I on every it. it's also yeah. on rotten tomatoes it's on so every site i think it's just copy paste this is how we can make our mark as the bradshaw boys we can get that description changed yes 
right? You know, people say it's hard to do things in government. This <laughs> is where we could start. This is where we plant our flag. Right. Um, so g- games were played was with every character. Was that the debate yesterday between Cynthia Cuomo? Nixon and yeah, Cuomo? Cynthia, yeah. He was like, he's like, and uh, she wants to be governor and she can't even take care of her own episode summaries? <laughs> I, I mean, you want someone like this in charge of the subway? <laughs> Being governor is not a game. <laughs> I don't play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so she heard storyline so, was gone. Uh, everyone was kind of ex- like going through some sort of game situation in their story arc. Uh, Samantha met uh, Donnie Siegler, who is a avid sports fans uh, fan, and she kind of got into watching the Knicks. Forehead connoisseur. <laughs> Katie pointed out he had he had a five head. That thing was yeah. massive. Um, so she was started to get in the Knicks a little bit, so uh, she could connect with Donnie Siegler. But then uh, she finds out at the end that he's and also into the Mets, and she couldn't handle a whole nother season. Uh, and then Miranda was playing peekaboo, uh, peekatit with uh, <laughs> one of her uh, neighbors, and she finds out that he in, is actually not cruising for her. Right, he's cruising for the boy that lives below her. I do want to interject and say you could have said peekaboob. I, I messed up. I just thought about that. I messed Pika up. Boob. I'm fine. sorry. I want to okay. apologize to all the listeners for saying Pika tit. They're mad. I'm sorry. It's okay, John. Um, so yeah. And then Carrie, of course, hooked up with uh, Seth Robinson, who was another uh, a client of Dr. G and uh, she and they end up playing Twister together. Get it a game because she has her big game like collection <laughs> she above her so shoes. She had life games. like uh, Okay. In, but all know, like children's games. Yeah. New York apartments are small, but it's really important. If you don't have every New Yorker has shoots and ladders. I will yeah. say in my Candy old apartment Land. though, I had a drawer and you pulled it out and there was like categories. There was Monopoly deal. But those are like more adult. And like shoots and ladders and yeah, like monop- I think that scene like, was sloppier than the than the yeah. item dis- their description being wrong. Like they're like, all right, we need some games, and you know, like three people just raided their kids' closet like, and brought in just like Candyland exactly in her apartment. Yeah, I, you I have mean, Twister. I do have Twister. That is true, but it's because I bought it to use to teach a music class. Yeah. Oh. So there you go. So that that storyline ends with uh, Carrie and uh, what was his name Seth Seth Robinson I think yeah, bon, John Bon Jovi, bon, bon Jovi uh, where they kind of tell each other their why they are in therapy and his is he loses interest after sleeping with a woman and she kind of uh, came to terms with what her therapist kind of suggested that she just picks the wrong guy wow she picks the wrong man the wrong man turnover. And go to bed. Yeah, the the, the, the scene definitely that that scene and that episode definitely it was a a lot shorter than they normally are. Mm-hmm. You, you normally they're like twenty five to twenty nine minutes. That one was twenty one minutes. So well, it we, felt the, when the credits rolled, we said that felt short, and it definitely yeah. was. Eight it was a to lot seven shorter. Minutes I I still, that's so weird that that. I, I wonder, wonder what happened. Like, do you guys want to come up with our own version of what happened <laughs> with Charlotte and the Bridge Player? Okay. So I think we can do a little fan fiction here. Let's do a little I think fanfic. It was all, all normal, and she's like, "I love this guy," and he's like, "I want you to shuffle these cards with your labias." <laughs> and then she's like, made the face that's like, ah. and she's like, "I thought I was gonna marry him. I can't marry someone. I can get a paper cut." <laughs> all right, that's Kevin's version. That's Kevin's version. <laughs> Katie, Katie, what's you your what's your version? Oh dear. Um. I think she realized that it was all only elderly men at oh. a bridge. I mean, that just doesn't seem like the kind of place to go and meet a mm. young man. Am I am I right? Do young people play bridge? Ageist. Yeah, Sorry. that's really ageist. I, I just have never. I just imagine bridge playing as elderly. No, you're right. People. I think I think, I think older right. people. My grandparents so maybe, had a bridge club for years. I mean, were they I don't even know how to play bridge. Then? I should <laughs> learn. I don't. I don't know how to play either. What's um, your? Version, I think John? what happened is she went to like a bridge because she like met a guy and he invited her to like a bridge club and then they were in the same team and it was like going really well but then she like found out that he was like cheating. At bridge, at bridge. Oh, she, and she was no, like, she was like, if he cheats in a game, he's gonna cheat in real life, and she like couldn't get over it. And Samantha mm. was like, it's just a game, honey, and she's like, no, it's a reflection of life. And then she finds out that he actually was like hooking up with the dealer or something like that. That that's, that's, that's my favorite one. 
Darren uh, Star, where are you at? Hire Darren me. Star, hire John for your next show. Uh, I was going to say that originally she was saying that she didn't, she didn't get down with therapists, and she was like, "My family just said you should do physical exercise." So she goes to the Bridge Club, and they're all old people, and she finds out that every Bridge partner she's had is an old male therapist, and they keep trying to th- like get her to do therapy. And she's like, "I just want to play games," <laughs> and they're like, "You need to." T- to think about your mother. And then finally she runs out of there and she just keeps running down Broadway. And then Carrie has some voiceover about like, and Charlotte again did physical exercise to run from her problems and not do therapy. And then she falls in a manhole and then she starts dating splinter, the leader of the Teenage Mutant Ninja oh my Turtles. Gosh. That's also great. All yeah. of the votes are in and uh, the labia storyline. won. <laughs> nice job. Nice Fantastic. job, Kevin. Oh, the paper cuts. Um, so let's talk about games. Let's talk about uh, games people play in Ooh. in relationships. I yeah. think that that's an interesting uh, topic for Sex and City Girls to try to tackle. Well, I feel like the everything that was said about this was all accurate and was was all f- like figured out. And then once texting came into the world, oh, the games what another changed. Oh, changed. Think- and, and it revived everything to like a higher Oh, because texting in itself is such a game. I mean, we were actually just talking about this earlier today that I think dating is so much more complicated now with texting. And again, I don't really know what it's like to date without texting. Yeah, right. But, oh, it just is the worst because you know that he's seen his phone. You know that, (laughs) you know, like we all see our texts and granted things happen where sometimes you can't respond, but, oh, it just adds another layer. But I've had friends that have definitely been like, Oh, well, I just don't want to respond right away. Like, I don't want to seem too eager. Oh, that's just such a game. Just such a game. It is a game. And then also think about the other level of games where when the bubbles came in on an iPhone, the little dot, dot, dots, like that comes up, you see them appear and then go away Mm -hmm. and then appear and then go away. I I don't even, that right there is literally, I feel like it was like Steve Jobs was like, Right before he dies, he's like, I've built a lot of things, but I'm also going to destroy some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Here are the bubbles. And then he dies. And like, everyone's yeah. like, what the fuck? I know. He's an evil guy. I don't even understand the point of how important. It's not. It's it's really not. I think it's just, it's to keep you on your seat to be like, oh, they're writing back. Because it, do it, it does it on Gchat too. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe in a perfect world, it's like, oh, that way I know they're there, but it, it, it doesn't, I can't think of any positive times. It's either like you're in a conversation and you trust that you're having it or the person will get to you. And that's even in like with friends or work or anything. It just doesn't seem like they add anything healthy to a text mm, combat. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So I want to, I want to talk about Carrie's question that she asks herself and her, she basically in her, her dialogue, she said like, we're all relation, we're relationships, just all games was everything. And I would be willing to say that if you feel that way, you're probably in the wrong relationship. I don't think that most healthy relationships involve much gamesmanship. What do you I agree saying? with that. Thank you for directing that at me. Well, because I wanted to make sure that I, I'm not going to get in trouble. There. I'm just. <laughs> I was like, it's all a game. It's all a game, <laughs> and you are point. being played right and now. You're losing. <laughs> um, no, I totally agree with that. If you feel like you have to, you know, play any sort of game, withhold, be someone different than you are, mm-hmm. then it's not the right. I mean, I think there, and maybe this is crazy to say, but I think in the beginning relationship, it's not necessarily a game, but it's like. Like playing it the right way. Yeah. You know, like not being too clingy or not being too, just being aware of things about yourself. Well, you said something outside today when we were sitting by the pool, Katie, in the Hamptons, where we were talking with a male friend of ours who was visiting here. And you were saying like, yeah, in the beginning, you know, you kind of got to like withhold, like don't show all your crazy cards. Well, right. Which I think is, I I think that's like, that's normal for any relationship. Right. Like a friend relationship. I don't think that's a game. I think that's just that's like waiting till trust is built. Yeah, but that's also, but while you're in it, it feels like a game because you are like, you're sort of like, okay, I need to be safe with this card that I have in my life, which is like, I have this issue or something. Mm-hmm. You're not going to say that. That's different than like y- you guys have heard people talk about like the rules of dating. Yeah, like that's that's just all the stuff that's such garbage. Like. Like, like there's, there was the whole book that was popular when I was going through college that these like females were reading, like about the rules. Like you can't like, you can't respond if he doesn't, unless he calls you or like, don't say yes. Unless he asks you out in person, don't do this for your first date, wait a couple days. It's like, 
That stuff is just all such garbage. Well, all this stuff is hundred percent true until you actually have a real connection with yes, the person. Yes, and yes. Then those rules they go up exactly. Window. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. It's for dating as like a fun sport mm-hmm. activity to do. Yeah, yeah. but if you're but filling your, for, if you're filling yeah. your mind with those like rules that you have to date by, none of your dates are gonna get to the point that they're past those those like silly games. Yeah, I don't know. Says the guy that empties his bank account for the sake of love. Well, on just a cab. It's like, you know, sometimes you play craps and they roll seven. Your bank account just gets taken away from you. That's what that's what the cab ride was. I mean, I mean, I'm 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 saying that because it's like clearly healthy under like a healthy. You guys are in a healthy relationship. You your date was like I. You weren't you weren't paying for that to be like I'm gonna I'm gonna go over the top with this girl and then I'm gonna withhold in two weeks and not text her back just right. to show she's not getting the cab every time. You know what I mean? Right, mm. that would have been a game. But you yeah. were just being polite. You were being really kind. Thank yeah. you. But so so my question is that someone one of our Instagram followers said that she's really interested to hear a female's perspective about this relationship. And do you think that there's something about game playing that like guys and and females might play differently is is one sex kind of geared to play more games or to be more susceptible games what do you think Katie You know I think that and again I'm a woman I don't know how a man thinks but I think that women sometimes can think that men are playing games more than they are mm. like not to say that men are not playing games cuz I think plenty of them do but I think sometimes women tend to be like, oh, he's like being coy or he's doing this or he's doing that or or maybe he's just not. And he just wants to watch the match. <laughs> or he's just like, right, he's just doing stuff with his friends or something like that. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, I know I've probably played games and I know I've dated men that have played games before, but it's just like, I don't know. When I think about the game, I think about someone kind of giving you the runaround mm-hmm. a little bit and um I just think, yeah, if everything would just be so much easier, if people would just say how they feel, yeah, which Carrie mm-hmm. tried to do, but then it just kind of backfired. Even. Wait, when, when did she try to do when that? When she was to, like, I'm going to be, I'm not going to play games. I'm going to be honest. Like on their first date when she was like, I like you. Mm-hmm. And which was like really good for her to just be like honest. And he was like, I like you too. But of course they hadn't slept together yet. So he hadn't lost interest. That actually makes that last, that last scene a little more heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That she like put herself yeah, out there. It, yeah. And yeah, wasn't hammered or like going like was just like nice little lunch date that she's I don't know drinking at lunch date at at a coffee, coffee shop, shop bar. They're there before October. It's closes in October. October. Oh man, it's been around for Square. a while. Yeah, standard. Going bye bye. I mean, I guess I would say um, this is from Liz uh, Deroyan. I don't know. I say that Deroyan. Deroyan. Sorry. Um, Deroyan. But yeah, she was she was the one that um, that said that, and I guess. I guess if there was a game that guys play, it's it it would be like maybe not maybe trying to withhold to make sure they their their territory doesn't get encroached on too soon. It's like sure. I need my time, I need my my friends, and I need my things. Like and maybe don't want things to go too quickly. I would say that's what I see with with a lot of guy sure. friends. But I don't think that if you're like a nice man you probably don't even see that as a game like yeah. you're like i don't i can't imagine any of you be be like thinking through that and being like oh i'm not ready for her to be like in my life every single day or meet all mm-hmm. my friends i wouldn't think that you would think of that as like i'm gonna play this game you're just trying to take it slow but then yeah. a woman might see that as oh i see a bit of a game you know like i think just right. men and women are it's like fascinating to me how different our brains are and how we hear a woman can say one thing and think that she's saying this, but a man hears something totally different yeah. and vice mm. versa. But yeah, I think that sometimes a man can do something like yeah. that, but then a woman can interpret that as a game. Mm. That's kind of why it's important to be clear about that. Even <laughs> having seen this episode now being like, I'm not trying to play a game, but just so you know, early on, these things are important mm-hmm. to me. And these are things, this is like where I'm at so that you can give enough and also be like, I'm not withholding to play a game, but also, like I can't 
do I, I don't it's I don't just know communication. Yeah, like I communication just think, so that it doesn't come off as just a power play. Right. Dating would just be so much easier. And that's something that I'm like learning into my thirties that now I'm like, well, I wish this had I'd realized this when I was dating in my twenties. That I just if I had just been honest with people and with myself and if other people had just been honest with me, it just would have been a whole lot easier. So like Do you the, think it'll be different when you date in your forties? Well, <laughs> when I date in my forties, um, I'm gonna be the owner of a chess company. Oh, wow. So <laughs> Um so let's talk specifically about um Bon, John Bon Jovi. Am I saying that name? I always yeah, think John I'm saying bon that wrong. Um, and Carrie Bon John Bovi. Bon John Jovi. <laughs> yeah. Yes, got it. L- let's talk about there, like that last scene, because uh, what could she have done differently? Like, and 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 I feel like she was the one. He was honest. He communicated with her what his problem is. Why he seen Doctor G. Why did she have to get so bummed out about that? Why so, couldn't she? Because she liked so, it. Okay, she well, so let's she, real quick yeah, for anyone didn't, that didn't, didn't watch it, let's like play out the scene real quick. Okay. They go back to her place. They play Twister because it's mm-hmm. a game and then they get a little frisky playing Twister and they sleep together. And then she says, what did you think Dr. G would would think about this? And he's like, we'd be in trouble. And then, then she's like, tell Dr. G. Yeah. And then she's like, what's your deal? Why do you see her? And then he breaks the news. As soon as I, I have problems with women, whenever I sleep with them, I lose interest immediately. Right. And then she got really bent out of shape about that. Right. Well, I yeah. think she just realized, but here's what I'm saying. What, like why instead, like that's why he's seen the therapist and he's been seeing her for a year. And why can she have said, Oh, that's interesting. Like let's, why can't we continue this relationship further? She did. Because if she would have asked him, or if, if he would have asked her, what is your issue? And he would have said, well, I have problems with men. I choose the wrong guys. He could have gotten bent out of shape, too. I don't know if she was necessarily bent out of shape. I mean, she I think gave him the was, cold shoulder. She th- turned around and just. And I think I interpreted that totally different. I think that's her. Because even she says, like, in therapy, we call this a breakthrough moment. I think, like, she realized, like, oh, I pick the wrong men like i i picked someone who's not available oh so she wasn't necessarily even reacting to him well i think she was just reacting to the fact that she was like this is over now like i got hurt by this guy but also he's not going to be interested in me anymore he just basically told me that right and she's for what she's looking for which it seems like at least a little bit of a lasting thing after big she's like i didn't get that I already picked the wrong person when I thought, and I didn't even realize it. I think right. that's the main thing about like going to, you know, therapy or whatever is like you do something. And then she's like, Oh shit, I'm caught in that pattern again. And maybe yeah. she's not even like interested in being like, Oh, I'm not really interested in right. signing up to be the girl that changes all this guy's issues. Okay. Yeah, you know if I mean? somebody like if, so if that happened to me, I'd be like, Oh no! What did I just? Oh geez! Yeah. Oh, I think I would have turned over too. I don't know. Like that's like, left. that's kind of. She was obviously dating a guy that had has been that she met in therapy, so she must know that he's trying to improve something about himself, right? And so when he is honest with her about what it is, and he is, but he had been there for a year. He's been there for a year, and like it's like. There's something there. He has some sort of baggage. And do you think also you got, you do have to, you meet someone in the waiting room for therapy. You're both seeing the the same therapist. That's not going to go. That's not always going to go. I just think like, I mean, he touched Dr. G's plants. (laughs) Yeah. What a weirdo. I think that he, well, also like they'd only been on like two dates. So it wasn't like she was like the most invested in this relationship. Right. Um, I mean, I think she just, it was more of a, introspective moment where she was yeah. like, well, shoot, I, Dr. G is correct. I yeah. pick the wrong dude. I also think I'm curious to what you're thinking, John, that, you know, she's hurt from that because mm-hmm. I think if I were Carrie, that's like a hurtful thing because it's like, Oh, had she known that before she might not have slept with it or she would have slept with it. Being like, a, okay, I know what also, this is. There's also like, uh, like you need like, Kevin said earlier, you need to grow closer to someone in which you can share those things. And I think basically her asking him, why are you in therapy? She like skipped ahead. She was playing shoots and ladders and she climbed the ladder. Like that's not something you should probably ask 
after your first or second date. Right. And I think that like even asking that question, you should be prepared to like really have a hurdle that you need to overcome. Yeah. And, and she didn't seem like she was willing to even, but also a lot of people are, people are in therapy, not for something like ginormous like that. You know, of course it could have been that he touches plants all the time. He loves touching plants. (laughs) Like all the time. I just love rubbing (laughs) plants. Well, Cause she's in therapy for something like it's not, she's just there because she needs to get over her ex-boyfriend and right. learn to cope with it, right. which isn't like that. I mean, a lot of people are dealing yeah. with that. On a I, regular I basis. guess I just never saw the breakthrough moment. Like, and she even said it. I just saw her like physical reaction to it of her, her like turning on him and being like, well, this relationship's over. I picked the wrong guy. And I was like, that's like, if you're going to share about like why you're in therapy, you can like maybe talk about that with well, him and maybe also see. I kind of said it was over because he said, I lose all interest. Yeah. Then he just kind of went cold. So she, and he, yeah, like, he was mean, just he, he was, he was cold the moment he handed her his business card. Let's be. Oh yeah. Also, he was, it was just folded in his back pocket or like, something. Yeah. He He's was, cold as ice. Cold as ice. That's not. John That's Major. foreigner. Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dana Carvey. Um, He's a cowboy. Um, yeah i i let's talk about um the beginning of the episode which is carrie just talking 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 about big we think it's going to be that time she's being a real chatty carrie yeah Mm. and we think like that's the perfect sex in the city thing to be like here we can all four talk about it but it it was fun that they were just like no we're not having a little four-way talk we're like we're unique. done. Well, so I, I like too that it was the same story. Like it showed that she was literally telling the same yeah, story yeah. all locations. four of them, yeah. but it like changed person and location. And was, which, when you're like in a crazy situation, <laughs> do you guys realize when you do that, you like say the same story to like five different people, and you're like, I just need to get it out again. I'm gonna call my mom. My mom. Yeah. And they're like, I'm gonna say the same story to my friend. That's what right. I did with that. Like, there's a thing that annoyed me earlier this week, and I said it to like four different people. You wrote a comedy show about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think it's it's funny once you realize in your head. Hopefully, you can have some tact and be like, okay, I think I've used all of my friend tokens. Yeah, I, think I need to. But they were good friends for telling her. They were. They were. I love like, that it's always Samantha that has to get called in to do something like that. It's such a funny. Meet, yeah. And they're like, Samantha. Yeah. Samantha, you're the one that has to break it. And, you, you know, she just does to it. Take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love the scene where they were walking down the street. That had to be in the most expensive scene. So when far. they oh, walking the, down the street, the, where they're walking four, yeah. four across on the sidewalk. There was and very the signs annoying. is don't walk. Very annoying thing to do in New York. They walk across like that and they don't walk and they, they take up the entire sidewalk. And then there was a weird thing where some guy broke into the scene and walked between them and was like, excuse me, and then broke them up. Do you, yeah. That probably wasn't planned. Do you think it was? No, I think it was definitely planned. I feel like it was planned, but I it feel like extra. it was like, oh. it was an extra, but it was like, this I don't know, sometimes like when they're filming really and I'm, in, I'm getting in the way and they're like, stop, sir, you can't go in there. I'm like, bro, you're not going to stop me. I can walk here. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I have headphones in. And I'm yeah. Like, I don't hear it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that scene, if we, if you go back and look, it, it, it was long. There was tons of. I feel like the show was popular enough now they wouldn't be able to have that many. I don't know. Maybe I, I. I don't know. It'd be interesting to know if that was a setup shot or if those were all extras or if they were just like went on the street. I bet some of them were not extras and they just had to flag people down and get them to sign releases. I think there was a break in it though. There was like a weird thing where like a guy yeah. was in a in a phone booth and they like panned over to the phone booth and then panned yeah. back. What so, uh, what were they talking about? In that? That's when they were they uh, were they talking about I wrote it down. Oh, they were talking about guys and then they were on their way to sports night. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's the like, most like non-New York. No, that's when they bar. that's yeah. when they were talking about that's when everyone was sharing their thoughts on games, games. and Charlotte was oh, basically yes. like Every relationship is a game. And she probably started talking about a bridge club that she's been going to, but yeah. then they cut it away oh. uh, with a weird camera sh- or a weird Sorry, phone booth. Charlotte. Yeah, that's what it was. And it seemed like a Charlotte thing. I feel like she would be like, I don't want to be in a game. I want true love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she's a little naive sometimes. Like, I think she is probably just like, like, Games are every relationship is a game, and that's just what I have to do is 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 be a game player. She yeah, probably yeah. read all the books. Yeah, and then what was like, and then Miranda was like, "That's awful. You shouldn't play games." Even though she was playing peekaboo. Yeah, she played peekaboo with, with her that cruising dude neighbor cruising upstairs. And what was Samantha? Samantha was, was like, kind of like, "I don't need to play games. I I'm I'm in control. Yeah. I'll 
Yeah. But then the game Samantha played was that that guy would always watch the Knicks games. and if yeah. the yeah he'd, he'd watch games. Yeah. But if then he won, they got to have sex. But yeah. he was too depressed they otherwise. They were having a bad season. We should oh. fact check that and, and see whether or not the Knicks were having a good season that year. Oh. Don't think, I don't know. I don't watch pro basketball. They had Patrick Ewing. They were probably doing okay, right? He was a good player. Yeah, but he was injured. They said that in the episode. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, that was yeah, that was her game. And she met, well, and then she met that dude at the bar and went and sat beside him. But I don't know. I feel like Samantha's always kind of playing a game. And she's totally into it. Yeah. yeah her game is sex. Hell yeah. How do you get it? Who do you give it to? How do you like, but I feel like she doesn't play the game to get it. Her game is sex and her, but she's, she's just like a, she's just like a heat singing missile. She's like, she's not going to jump through any hoops or do any tricks. She saw Don and she was just like, that guy's got a big forehead. He's going to bang me tonight. Big forehead. Yeah. Yeah. She loves a huge forehead. He's got, if the, if the size of his forehead is anywhere close to the size of his penis, I'm going to be in a good spot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what she was. I took my hat off when I to show that. us your and forehead. I liked it. And, and, uh, and John loved that. I did. So did Katie. And so did Corey. And I liked I it too. It. I liked um, it. I think we need to do one. So something that happened in this episode, and I'm a little bit depressed about is that Steve wasn't in the episode. True. But you know uh, who was, I'm going to pause you real quick. Cause you okay. know who was Stanford Blatch. <laughs> Stanford Blatch. Was Stanford's was, was it, he was just talking to he's tell, one that, he's telling the one Carrie that like you should she, go to therapy. Yeah. Cause she was talking to her friends and he, she's like, well, I've used all my resources here. Let me go see Stanford. And he was like, you need to go see a therapist he had on a short sleeve, red, red shirt. He was just, got off his manager shift at mcdonald's <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they were walking down some sort of alley that like is very where in the world I no was idea that? i've that never was. seen it that was. like they came from nowhere yeah it was really weird it but then it looked strange. like they're on an avenue so I don't, i'm not I sure i don't know but we got to hear about all his different therapists yeah um what do you guys think was since we can't have steve talk uh unfortunately can you guys share what you think was the most new york and least new york thing about that episode I I think this was pretty New York, but it was annoying. Was them walking across the sidewalk all four? Maybe that would be least New York because I bet if you were New Yorkers going out, you'd pair off into twos. Not even out of courtesy. It's just like annoying to like walk four across and like talk down the line to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they exist, but I've never been to a sports bar in New York. I wouldn't even know so where that to one, go to like a sports bar like that where like I've, I've been ladies drink free on Fridays right. at that sports seemed, night. Yeah, like that, that seems like yeah. very Midwestern. That just seems uh, like a Chili's or an Applebee's or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, there are a few bars around the city that that um are like we'll do college football days mm-hmm. and they'll have like the entire bar will be a Florida state bar for the, Oh, sure. Game. Sure. And yeah. Then the 6 PM game, they take all the Florida state gear down. They're like, we're an Ohio state <laughs> bar. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but they don't have, they don't do people drink free yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. But, I go to like a bears and Cubs bar to watch Chicago sports, but it's, um, it's, it's like the a sports bar where everyone's like, I don't know. I feel like that was a college town thing. Yeah. I don't think there's a sports night. There are games that people watch. Right. But, but yeah. Um, And then I would say most, most New York was just a good, yeah, maybe it was four wide, but just to walk and talk with your friends. I feel like some of their, some of their Socratic dialogues are like, are very like, I don't know, Seinfeld or sort of like, I don't know, you go to a diner with four people. It'd be great if it happens like that, but it doesn't always, but a walk and talk with your friends. I feel like is, uh, is that, that was my favorite, one of my favorite shots oh, of, totally. the, mm-hmm. of the whole thing. Yeah. Definitely. And it just I, looked like they were shooting in the wild. I think one thing that was pretty New York about it was that all these people saw a therapist because I think that in jobs that I've worked in, in New York, I've been, maybe this is just adulthood in America, but I've been surprised at how many people are like, Oh yeah. I see, like my therapist, my mm-hmm. therapist, like all yeah. this. And everyone was yeah. always like, you got to go to this therapist. So yeah. that seemed pretty New York. That's very I, Woody Allen-y too. I kind of thought like the, having a little peep show, like not necessarily the peep show, but being What are able, you doing when I'm gone? <laughs> but being able to like see into somebody else's yeah. apartment totally. yeah. and like, you know, just kind of walk being like, Oh, Oh, there they are in there. Yeah. And like, I literally sometimes from our apartment, I can see into our neighbor's apartment and, and they're watching and sex, they and watching city, sex and the city. And you like, know what episode oh, it is based off of like watching this episode of season three. Wow. Oh my gosh. I mean that again, I don't do a lot of like, you know, flashing a booby at my neighbors, but 
I've, not a lot. Not a lot. Not a, lot. A, little a little bit. Little a little bit. bit. Um, but, you know, I, in every apartment I've lived in, I think I've always been able to see into other people's. Yeah, um, we, we actually uh, name our neighbors that we can see when we can see <laughs> in their apartments. And we have a very a one that we love a lot across the street. His name is Lotion Man. <laughs> and I'll let Katie share. I'll let Katie share with you why we call him Lotion I Man. I just like looked across. And I mean, this is across, you know, like an avenue. An avenue. So across Fourth Avenue. So it's like a wide, you know, space. And I looked across, I just was happened to look at our bedroom window one night and there was this man in the bodega across the street who like ripped his shirt off and then it just aggressively started putting lotion all over his body and was just like really going to town, rubbing it all over his body. And I was like, a lotion man's over there. And now whenever we walk by his bodega, we sing our lotion man song, which goes lotion man, lotion man, jiggity jig, jiggity jig, lotion. And then we just, and then we just walk by. Our marriage has a lot of songs. <laughs> Sounds it. great. Yeah. So well. you're like, are you lotion man? And then he looks at John. And he's just like, Oh, it's the guy I've been cruising. <laughs> <laughs> I've been lathering up for you. That's yeah. I think he is. Um, okay, so I put up on our Insta and um, that w- right before we watched it for people to send, and Carly88 said, which of the Fab Four are you most attracted to? That's in the earlier episodes, so I encourage Carly you to go back. But I wanted to say, I thought SJP was looking SJ nice. Yeah, we were watching the episode at the Legs house with some days. people, some, some of our other tutors and friends were watching it with us. And SJP's legs got quite a few shout outs oh, from someone said from, someone said such nice calves. Yeah, someone <laughs> which is someone such a yeah, weird someone thing liked him so much he couldn't even legs. control it. He just went ha cha 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 lotion legs, yeah. lotion legs, jiggity jig, smooth lotion legs. She does have I mean SJP has a nice body. Yeah, she was she had a six pack in this. She looks good. It was pretty good. And then um and then there was no big and there was no um, Aiden in this. Someone asked a question about that, but we'll Come talk about on, them later. Come on, that's until season three. Yeah, we don't. Um, but yeah, maybe for now on, we'll put when we're yeah. posting it and then people can, That'd be fun. can write in. Comment so, back to us, guys. Um, thank you, fans. All right. Well, the, the last thing that we do is we need to go around the circle and uh, or we're more of like a, a square. A little or, bit of a square. Um, and share uh, how we rate the episode on one to five Cosmos. Katie, you can go last. Katie, you oh, can go last. I was kind of ready, but... Yo, really? You can go first. You've never had a guest go first, and you're, you're familiar with the Cosmo um, scale. Is it I, one to four or one to five? It's one to five, one and to you five. can use half and quarter. I'm going to give it a three. Wow. Like, I feel like it's like, it's an okay episode. It's definitely not one of the best for me. I just feel like there are episodes that are more emotional and like, mm-hmm. I really just have like much better story, like through lines and... um, It kind of just is like an episode that I feel like gets you... You know, it's the first one after Big and mm-hmm. Carrie break up. That's right. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it just kind of is like an episode that gets you from like point A to point yeah. B. Like that's totally. like showing her. I mean, it's good, but oh, there's just so many better ones. Just <laughs> wait. I know. I can't wait for those. Just um, wait. I'm given that. So immediately uh, 1.5 Cosmos get knocked off because Charlotte wasn't in it. Right. Like, like she was barely in it, but she didn't have a storyline. Um, we're down to three points. So we're down to 3.5 base, like the best it can do. And then the episode itself wasn't necessarily my favorite. I think it was fine. Um, it didn't like have too many laugh out loud moments. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm actually going to give this episode a two. Okay. I'm going to knock off another cause one and a half and, and bring it down to a two. It was fine. It was clearly like a bridge episode. And like, if you compare it to like the episode where Miranda broke up with Steve, that episode was just like, oh man, it was so good. So, um, this one's getting two Cosmos from me. Okay. I'm going to go 2.25. I just didn't really, (laughs) and I I had that in my head when we started. Okay, I did, but I don't know. I just didn't, I, the, the Charlotte thing kind of annoys me. I really would have liked to see a Charlotte, uh, storyline. And, um, you know, I would, oh, I know you, Kevin's a big Charlotte fan. But uh, I don't know. The the Samantha one was fine and fun. Classic Samantha. Um, Miranda one was kind of sad. I don't know. It just, it was a fine episode. Yeah. It was cool to see John Bon Jovi, I guess, but whatever. Yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't that into it. <laughs> Kevin, go ahead. Kevin? Um, I'll go ahead and give it a 2.25 as well. Ooh. Okay. Um, I just, uh, Nyash610 said, I agree. Next episode is one of our all-time faves. 
This this one that we yeah. just watched. And I I would love for her to message and explain why. Yeah, I'd love to. I, that would be really interesting also, to hear what yeah. she has to say. Also, someone I, said, what do you think of the therapist? Is that like a famous actress or someone we're supposed to know? I wonder why they wondered what we thought of the therapist. Yeah, I mean, I thought she, she, I thought she was good familiar. and she worked within the bounds of the of the of the, her practice <laughs> she followed all of the she did a good job listening to carrie yeah mm-hmm. um but i i guess it was it was very telling that it was like this felt short it didn't feel like a packed 21 minutes of like man they just they told a story i do think the games we play is just a in general good fodder and i think they used it well it just seemed like it was missing something as far as the characters go but I will give that last scene with her and John Bond um, two thumbs up. Okay, great scene. Yeah, I love Added that scene. Some, it definitely saved it from from being a, a one point five. Interesting, mm. awesome. Um, before we go, Katie, can you tell us how we can hear about uh, the America's Sweethearts? Oh. Yes, I can. Um, you can actually find us at America Sweethearts. On the Instagram? On our Instagram. Okay. Um, Katie, uh, can you tell us <laughs> real quick what America Sweethearts is? So America Sweethearts is the um, singing group that I am in. Um, we sing three-part harmony. Oh. So we are always singing in a trio. We are kind of based on the Andrews sisters. Um but if you would like to find us on social, you can find us at America's underscore sweethearts underscore NYC. Mm. Um, and yeah, follow along. Check us out. Hear us sing. And you guys do live shows around the city. We do. We do. We um, have a regular week, excuse me, monthly show, not weekly, monthly show at Green Room 42, which is in Midtown. Um, yeah. So come and check us out if you're in New York. Cool. Awesome. Very good. All and right. uh, we're we're gonna leave you guys with uh, with uh, something that's really close to it's our. It's a favorite time. It's a favorite time. Miranda. We Thanks, miss you, guys. Steve. We pray for you, Steve. Bye. Love you. Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at the Bradshaw Boys, and if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening.